I worked really hard to be a guy who dominates a lot of opponents. I don't know if I want to knock him out, choke him out. I can out-wrestle you. I can kickbox you to death. I want to dominate for years and years to come. I'm fighting for so much more than fame. Your name having meaning 50 years from now. That, that's winning to me. That's why I'm going after this heavyweight championship. Yeah, UFC 285 Saturday night from T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. It's another stacked card with two title fights highlighted by the long-awaited return of John Jones. Main card begins 10 Eastern on pay-per-view with the prelims at 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. To order the main card in English and Spanish, just head on over to ESPNplus.com slash PPV. Well, welcome back to Get Up. Coming to you live from the Seaport, and we're brought to you by Chase. I'm Ryan Smith and Pagrini, and we're going to talk a lot of football today. But let's get you started with KD making his debut for the Suns against the Hornets last night. Out over seven weeks with that sprained right knee. No worse for wear early on, early first quarter. Chris Paul, KD, driving, laying it in. Looking like he hasn't missed a second. His first bucket as a Sun, and they're up four. Then Devin Booker gives it to KD. Money from three. Off to a fast start. Suns up seven. Second quarter. How's this mid-range game looking? Will you be the judge? Watch this. One of his 10 of 15 from the field. Durant scored 12 in the first half. And they were up 16. Third quarter. Off the Kelly Oubre miss. Durant rebound. Long pass to Devin Booker for the slam. Booker at 37 in this one. And the Suns up 14. Fourth quarter, Hornets got a little closer, but then Durant saying, I'm taking over. Hits the jumper, plus the foul. They're up nine at that point after the free throw. And then Durant, watch the pump fake here, get some space, knock it down. 23 points in 27 minutes in his first game with the Suns, and the Suns win it, 105-91. And here's KD on his debut. I was nervous, you know. I was, it's a new team, new group. I want to do well. want to play hard for them and, and be coachable. So I was thinking about all of that today. But once the ball was tipped, my teammates were incredible and making me comfortable. And I just tried to go out there and play my game. It's tough, you know, missing a month of the season. But I'm glad my knee's back right. I'm glad I'm just on the road to, you know, playing more and more minutes each game. And I'm looking forward to uh, what we can build from this. Want to talk efficiency? This was Durant's most efficient team debut 23 points coming off, like we just said, 10 field, 15 field goal attempts. The time off certainly didn't impact his jump shot. He made nine of Durant's 10 baskets on jumpers. Six of those makes came from mid-range. All right, so let's welcome back in Zach Lowe and Vince Carter. And Vince, what did you see from Durant's debut last night? KD being KD, doing everything that he wants to do on the floor and looking good doing it. And his ability just to adapt to whoever he's playing with around him on the floor is second to none. I mean, he can still be himself. I think he learned a lot playing with the Golden State Warriors, playing with other superstars, learning how to be himself while playing with other guys. And, you know, you can put KD on any team and you will see this ability. All right, Vince froze a little bit there, but Zach, you go ahead, weigh in. Yeah, I mean, look, they're just scratching the surface of what 
Durant, Booker, and Paul to, can do together. You saw them cooperate in a bunch of different screening actions on and off the ball. And, and Vince is right. Durant is the most fittable, malleable superstar in the history of the NBA. One of his talents is being able to do everything within an offense so that he can amplify other superstars instead of producing this, oh, there's only one ball, everyone's got to share the ball problem. That's not an issue with Durant, and that's a talent. Um, and, and you saw just glimpses of it. They were kind of a little slow last night, going through the paces, trying to figure out their steps. They've got to figure out their bench and who the best fifth guy is to play with their big four starters. But this team, once they get rolling, and once they start to click and be able to get into actions a little faster, they're going to be very, very hard to guard. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. I think it's just one of, one of his most underrated skills as a superstar is that he just can fit wherever he goes. So, so Vince... Does Durant now make the Suns the best team in the West? I won't say make the best teams in, in the West yet. I mean, I, I mean, I think they're, they're the popular team is what we want to see. And you look at him like, hmm, this could be good. But let's not disrespect that team that's in first currently right now in the Denver Nuggets, who are playing great basketball. And Nikola Jokic is playing at an MVP level, and they're getting wins. And then there's the Grizzlies, there's the Kings, uh, who are above them as well. Like, if you look at it, the Suns are 10 games out. I said, yes, they could possibly eclipse the Denver Nuggets once KD got acclimated. But at the same time, you look at the Denver Nuggets, they continue to win and nobody's talking about them or giving them the credit. So not, not quite yet. I say the Phoenix Suns are the best team. Okay, Zach? I think there's something like co-favorites with Denver in the West. <laughs> I, I just think they're going to be very, very hard to guard with three incredible pull-up jump shooters, the best collection of pick-and-roll ball handling maybe on one team in the history of the NBA. The Nets with Harden, Kyrie, and Durant would have something to say about that if they had ever played together. I, and I thought defensively last night, you saw the impact of Durant's size and rebounding on his son's team that's actually been pretty small. But I agree with Vince. I think we're all kind of overlooking Denver. Phoenix is going to have to figure out its depth and its fit issues because you already saw last night, teams are going to funnel shots to the Josh Okogis, Tory Craig's of the world. Their bench is kind of largely guys who have been career backups and sometimes deep bench backups. They have a little more questions to answer than I think you would like having traded all this stuff for Durant. And one of them is this, and people don't want to talk about this. It's not fun to talk about. Durant mm -hmm. is 34, coming off an injury. Chris Paul is 37. He gets injured in the playoffs a lot. This team, every team is susceptible to the bad luck of health. Some teams a little more so than others. And at the top of their roster, if something happens to one of these guys in May and June, even if it's a little tweak, I don't think the Suns are going to be able to say, oh, boy, who could have seen this coming? So that's an issue to look at, too. It's a great point. Even beside the injuries, they got 19 games in the regular season left to try to figure out how all this fits together and how they make a championship run. All right, Zach, thank you so much. Vince had some issues there, but we'll have him back in just a second. But first, let's talk about football. Aaron Rodgers says he's found inner peace during his four-day darkness retreat last week. Now, Rodgers appeared on a podcast with his friend, health and wellness specialist Aubrey Marcus, and Rodgers said it wouldn't take him much longer to decide his future. In the darkness, the realization was one option was scary and one was unknown. And which was which? The scary was uh, retirement. Mm -hmm. And the unknown was going back and playing. And what does that mean? Is that Green Bay? Is that somewhere else? If that's somewhere else, what is it like being somewhere else? If you don't like it, when you think it's drama, 
you're gonna be in a diva or whatever then just tune it out mm-hmm. it's fine <laughs> but this is my life it's important to me and i'll make a decision soon enough and then we'll go down that road and be really excited about it it feels so warm and cozy right now i don't know if it's just a roaring <laughs> fire or rc's nice jacket ryan clark here with us now ryan what's your reaction I'm tuning it out. Yeah, he said we could. The dude just told me <laughs> if I don't like it, I can tune it out. And we know that we live by everything Aaron Rodgers says. So if he has given me this opportunity to tune him out, then I am. Nah, I'm just playing. I think, you know, when you listen, when you listen to Aaron Rodgers, to me, this is new. This is more introspective in how he's looking at what he has to decide. You think about the retirement aspect of it, and for many players, mortality is the difficult thing to deal with, especially when you've been as good as Aaron Rodgers has throughout his career, or great. And so now he has to think, is it better for me to sail off into the sunset, wait five years to get my gold jacket, or do I go back to Green Bay and not necessarily accomplish what I set out to do? Is it go to the New York Jets, the Las Vegas Raiders, and try something new? start something fresh and maybe I can fail at that too the one thing players like Aaron Rodgers don't deal with well is failure they don't accept that that's not mediocrity is not what the best to ever play it are aiming for and so for Aaron Rodgers right now he's going to take his time to kind of think through his options and I believe when he comes to a place where he is truly at peace with that decision not just himself that's when we'll know what Aaron Rodgers next steps are All right, and I'm sure Green Bay wants to know that sooner rather than later. Graz, what are you hearing about Rodgers in Indy from other teams about what might happen here? That's the thing, Ryan. It doesn't feel like it did the last couple off seasons when Green Bay was sitting there waiting for Rodgers to make a decision. Maybe they are, but when you listen to the GM, Brian Gutekunst, earlier this week, he sounded like somebody who was at least ready to discuss the possibility of moving on to Jordan Love. So uh, Rodgers is not the only one that has some say in how this turns out. The Packers have to decide whether they want him around or whether they'd like to trade him too. So they have to have a conversation, uh, You know, take their socks and shoes off, get together and and, and chat about uh, what they want for their own respective futures because uh, at this point Green Bay yes they need to know but they also have a they I think they also feel like they're a little more in control of the situation than they were the last couple of years when he was coming off MVP awards yeah it does feel so different from last year so Mike T if they decided to trade him or if Rodgers wanted out how would a trade work well, they would have to reach an agreement with another team. Presumably, that's the New York Jets. Maybe it's the Raiders. And it can happen one of two ways. Before March 15th, that's the start of the league year. And we're talking about a $60 million salary that's guaranteed. So either the Raiders or the Jets would have to carry that contract for one day, and then they could renegotiate it. Or from a Packer perspective, Ryan, it's much better for them to trade them after June 1st. But the challenge with that is if you're the Jets or the Raiders, you just can't sit here and wait till June 2nd and hope that everything works out between Rodgers, you, and the Packers. So there is a sense of urgency in the marketplace in terms of the team acquiring Aaron Rodgers needs to know by March 15th, the start of the league year. Yeah, Rod, and the other thing from the Packers' end, that post-June 1st trade, they would be now getting draft picks from next year instead of this year, which would be less wow. valuable. So if you're talking about trying to maximize your return on Aaron Rodgers, it may be important to figure out a way to get it done before June. It's a very complicated uh, contract and situation. 
Right. RC, if you're in the locker room, let's say, with a team like the Jets or the Raiders or something like that, are you okay with seeing your quarterback, the guy who's supposed to change your fortunes and bring you to a title, coming in the door after June 1st? Well, I don't think you care if it's Aaron Rodgers and you're not necessarily one. Let me be honest about this, because I know like it's my job to come on here and sell it like everybody in the Jets locker room is waiting on Aaron Rodgers and everybody (laughs) in the Raiders locker room is waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Bro, they ain't. Like, straight up, they're not doing that. You think that these dudes are out fishing or on vacation with their old ladies and with their families and thinking to themselves, man, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers is about to make a decision. Hell no. So let's get that out of the way. Now, if Aaron Rodgers is on your team after June 1st and you have an opportunity to now go forward with him as your teammate, yes, it livens up a locker room. Yes, you're excited about that, but you aren't sitting around. You're wondering what Joe Douglas is going to do. You're wondering what the Las Vegas Raiders are going to do to make you better. We just had Max Crosby on our podcast and he said it. Yeah, I love Aaron Rodgers. Even Jimmy G. I love Jared Stidham. You have players in the locker room that understand if we get that one piece at that position, it makes us a better team. But they also know they have zero control over it. So this is going to be about the executive executives of each of these teams making a decision. Is it worth being held hostage by Aaron Rodgers and basically putting up or forfeiting our 223 waiting on him? Or do we make a move right now and say we're going to forego the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes if they ever open? Yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, I, I totally get it. On the other side, I'm thinking if you got young players like the Jets do, do you want them in there in the offseason program, getting used to your guys, getting used to what you're doing? It's a tough situation, but I totally hear you. It's like, I'm away, I'm chilling. Why am I thinking about him? I can't control it. All right, well, coming up. When he was on the Ravens retreat, he wasn't thinking about them. Exactly, that's a good point. About food. Well, you know what Lamar Jackson is thinking about? <laughs> Where am I going to be playing next? Is a trade a real possibility? You have to see what the Ravens general manager had to say when he was asked about that. Plus, a very serious story that could have major draft implications. One of the top prospects facing criminal charges and NFL teams facing big questions. I'm going to talk about all that when we come back. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Help people affected in areas by the Turkey earthquake, including Turkey and Syria. Please visit redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. All right, let's go back to the NFL, where the NFL franchise tag window closes next Tuesday. And with this in mind, let's play a little game of this time next week. Mike Tannenbaum, this time next week, Saquon Barkley will be? I think he's going to be a free agent. My sense is Daniel Jones will get franchised because they're still a ways away from getting a deal done. You can only tag one player, Ryan, and from a giant perspective, you have to prioritize the quarterback over the running back despite the greatness of Saquon. All right. Dan Graziano, Derek Carr is a free agent and could sign anytime. So this time next week, Derek Carr will be. So it's going to say a Carolina Panther because that's the answer I gave when they asked me yesterday. And he may well be. <laughs> but after last night, I, I was thinking I wanted to change my answer to the New Orleans Saints. But I forgot to tell the producer. So I'm going to say, <laughs> going to say this time next week, Derek Carr will be an NFC South quarterback. <laughs> there you go. See, it still works. The graphic's fine. Everything's good. All right, Ryan Clark, this time next week, Lamar Jackson will be pissed off because Lamar Jackson (laughs) will be tagged, whether it be exclusive or non-exclusive, and he'll still be a Baltimore Raven. And Lamar Jackson will feel like he's earned the contract that he's asking for, and the Baltimore Ravens will not want to meet that. The Baltimore Ravens won't acquiesce to giving him a guaranteed contract in the manner that he wants, so he's going to have the pouty face like my youngest daughter does every time I say no. Ah. Ah, Can you show us that face? face. And then I give it to her. (laughs) Then I say, yes, babe, you can have it because I'm a dad and I have 17 jobs anyway. So maybe that'll work for Lamar. We'll see if he keeps doing that for the next couple days. All right, so the Ravens and Jackson have until Tuesday, one way or another, to agree on a new contract to Baltimore. It's going to have to put the franchise tag on him, or they may. Now, yesterday, GM Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh were were asked about where things stood with their quarterback. Take a listen. He's my quarterback. He's my guy. I love him. And uh, as a coach, I just, I'm just i looking forward to seeing it get done. But it's not easy. You know, It's never easy. It's the business part of it. We've got four or five or six different plans based on what happens over the next 10 days. We want Lamar here, and we want him back. Living in a world without a quarterback is a bad world to live in. RC, what are you hearing in that? That living in a world without a quarterback is a bad world to live in. Yes. Quotes by Eric DaCosta. Um, you know, I think that, that that makes a ton of sense. And it's not necessarily just living in a world without a quarterback. It's living in a world without your all-world quarterback. When you look at what the Baltimore Ravens are when Lamar Jackson isn't on the field, it's actually sad to watch. You're looking at an offense that can't produce in the passing game, an offense that is no longer scary when, you come, when it comes to the running attack. Lamar Jackson is what this offense 
offense can be. Lamar Jackson is how this offense was made. And so when you think about the Baltimore Ravens moving forward, I spoke to Marlon Humphrey at the Pro Bowl, and I told him I thought it was real stand-up what he did after the Cincinnati Bengal game, saying, I've watched Lamar limp around the locker room, limp around the facility, because it said to the world that some of the things that you're hearing about Lamar Jackson aren't true. He is a great teammate. He does want to be out there. And so I believe now going forward for Lamar Jackson, it's about can we find a middle ground that makes you happy and keeps you on this team that one drafted you, moved back up into the first round to drafted you, but has also built everything that they do offensively around your skill sets, talents, and have accepted you, Lamar Jackson, as who you are. Here's the problem. They've been trying to find that middle ground for over a year, and Mike T is just not happening. It's not happening. So now they got to figure out the franchise tag situation. How do you think that all plays? I think they wind up giving him the non-exclusive tag, and the reason they do that is that allows him to get to the market and another team, Atlanta, maybe the Jets, Carolina, some quarterback needy team may say, you know what? Cleveland Browns gave up three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. We only have to give up two. And maybe they're the team that gives them that guaranteed money. When you've dealt with something for a year, deal fatigue sets in, and they may just say, hey, let the market set the conditions here, and we'll see how it plays out. And when hey. Eric DaCosta says, hey, there's four or five or six scenarios, there's four or five or six hundred scenarios because you really don't know what's going to happen. You know what? The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. That sounds a lot to me like saying living in the world without a quarterback ain't the world you want to live in. Here is what Dan Graziano, Ryan Clark, and Mike T wouldn't do. I wouldn't tell my wife, hey, babe, you know what? So here's what we're going to do. Instead of getting married, what we're going to do is we're going to live together, but I'm also going to put it on the market that you're free to take any other offer that you want. And when you get that offer, from that other man, if he says he's going to give you 15,000 square feet and five acres, I have an opportunity to match that. Yeah. And listen, if I don't want to match that, then we ain't married. You go on your man. That's not the way it works when you really want somebody. When somebody has proven to you their value and you value them the same. So sure, it's okay. Let her go see if he got an indoor-outdoor pool. If he can get her uh, comp chips at the Aria in Las Vegas for the Pro Bowl. That's what you want to do. <laughs> you know, that just made me mad. <laughs> you know, unfortunately for my wife, she's heard the joke for 22 years about her not being salary cap friendly. So there are some parallels between <laughs> franchise player and wives. <laughs> Lots to unpack Wait. here, Ryan. What, what I really like, Dan, are the wheels that I see turning in your head. Well, there's just so many different ways to go with this. We really don't have enough show left to get into everything <laughs> RC just said and, and it's relevant to the it's relevance to the current situation. But I want to go back to the first thing he said, which is if they franchise him, he's going to be pissed off. I think that's the most important thing to pay attention to in this story. If they don't get a deal done by Tuesday at 4 Eastern, which we don't think they will, they'll franchise him. Then what does he do? Right? Does he demand a trade? Does he sit out until a deal is done? Does he start to think about skipping training camp? Does he start to think about you know, skipping regular season games? We don't know how Lamar Jackson's going to react to this. He has yet to appear on the Aubrey Marcus podcast and tell us every <laughs> single thing that's been going through his head about his own situation. So until he does that, we're left to guess. And, and, and that's why it'll be interesting to see how he reacts once they do franchise him. I'll tell you this. Mike, just I do a not second know left. who Aubrey Marcus is. <laughs> But, Lamar, you can certainly come on the pivot, and we can take our shoes off, our harems, joggers, whatever you need, bro. Whatever I like you the need. plug. Go ahead, now. Mike, real quick. <laughs> yeah, Dan, Dan G. makes a great point, which is this. 
They have a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin. So not all off-seasons are the same. It would be critical for Lamar to be there this year. If he gets franchised, it does give Lamar that much more leverage. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Lot to unpack here. I mean, look, I need a darkness retreat after this. I'm going to go and turn <laughs> off all the lights after this commercial break. All right. Well, coming up, Ryan's Kevin Durant. Calling. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Kevin Durant. Big debut with the Suns is a championship. We're busting the valley of the sun. We'll discuss that next. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement macy's gift finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both you can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under you can also sort by category like fragrance handbags and more or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma find top brands like studio pro model beats headphones polaroid cameras and samsung smart tvs so what are you waiting for mother's day is may 12th it'll be here before you know it Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Finally, the test drive is over for these sons. Two weeks, six days, and finally get to see KD on the floor. It's a new team, new group. I want to do well. I done played in almost a thousand basketball games, but today I was nervous. But once the ball was tipped, I just tried to go out there and play my game. Played a great game is what he did. The Suns' big three of Durant, Booker, and Aiton scored 76 of the team's 105 points on 63% shooting. Defensive attention paid to Durant allowed Booker to go off for 37 points. That's his most since returning from a groin injury. So let's bring back in uh, Vince Carter and Zach Lowe. And, Zach, I'll start with you because 30 minutes ago you said it. Chris Paul, 37. Durant, 34. Both of them have a lengthy injury history. So when I think about these sons this season, 19 games left in the regular season, is it championship or bust for them this season considering all that? Not quite this season. I think that's an unfair standard for any one season. Too many things can go wrong for basically any team ever constructed in the history of the NBA in one season. But I do think when you make a trade of this magnitude for a player who's 34 and you have another star who's 37 and all those picks are out the door and Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson are out the door. Yeah, you've got Devin Booker who was an MVP candidate last year. He's only 25. DeAndre Ayton's around the same age. You have a nice floor going forward. But I do think when you make a trade like that, you have a two or three year window 
where it really is championship or bust, where it's at least championship or you feel like it didn't quite work the way you wanted it to work. Not this year, that's not fair. Next two or three years, absolutely. But I got to think at least this year, Vince, they're thinking we got to make it to the NBA Finals. Now, you just said Denver's being a little disrespected, that right now they're still the class of the West. So what do you need to see in the last month or so of the regular season to think that Phoenix can challenge Denver and make it out of the West? Well, that's the thing. They just got to take care of business. And and I want to add one thing uh, to what Zach said is that I, I, I think – you know, you, you hit it on the head when you say you they moved all of their young pieces in, you know, mm. three years. I, I, I just think it's, it's much. I feel like you, you want to try to get it done this year. You know, in all fairness, if they don't, then next year you find pieces to add to what you think you're missing. But after that, man, it's, it's I feel like, you, you know, now you say in three years, these guys are now 37 and, and, and touching on 40 years old. Not that they can't get it done, but now you started to kind of you want to revamp your team and get younger and so on and so forth. And then there's the Denver factor here who's playing well. I think they have enough to beat Denver. It's just we have to see it. You know, do they have enough on the bench? Do they have enough guys to rotate through? Because I think Denver is a very deep team, very good team as well. Yeah, and we forget, Denver's been playing together for a long time. They know each other pretty well. So real quick, Zach, what, uh, finish the sentence for me. Uh, uh, well, actually, let's go to run the floor because I want to talk about some of these other teams going around in the NBA. Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? We got to talk about the Bucs. He scored 31 and the Bucs hit a season-high 26 three-pointers. In a magic 139-117 win, Milwaukee now has won 16 straight, the longest winning streak in the NBA this season. Meanwhile, let's talk about Boston. Remains a half game behind Milwaukee in the East. Jason Tatum had 18 of his 41 points in the third quarter as the Celtics beat the Cavs 117-113. Donovan Mitchell finished with 44 for Cleveland. At an MSG, Jalen Brunson scored 30 of his 39 points in the first half as the surprising Knicks destroyed the Nets 142-118. Brunson hit 15 of his 18 shots on the night. It's New York's seventh straight win. So take a look at the standings here. Don't look now, but the Knicks are just a game and a half back of a top four seed, which would mean home court in the first round series. Now, New York has gone 10-2 since the start of February. Only the Bucs have been better over that stretch. So let's bring our guys back in. Zach, you were at the Knicks game last night. You saw them firsthand. Can they be a legit threat in the East to at least make some noise? Make some noise, absolutely. Beat the Celtics or the Bucks four times in seven games. I just can't go there, even though the Knicks have been an elite team now for 40 games. For half a season, they've been that good, top 10 on both ends of the floor. Those two teams at their top are too deep, too experienced, too tough for me to put the Knicks in a four out of seven series with them right now. But I'll tell you this, this is legit. And Vince has brought up the point before that the Knicks fell apart in the playoffs two years ago against an Atlanta Hawks team that Vince knows very well. Julius Randle went one on everyone and it didn't work. This team is different. Jalen Brunson completely changed this team. Emmanuel quickly is a six-man-of-the-year candidate off the bench. Completely changed this team. Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart, they're deep, they're tough. They have more options and more experience than they did two years ago. They could push Philly in the first round, and I think they could push or beat Cleveland in the first round, too. Absolutely, they can make some noise. Vince, quick thought from you. 
he said a lot right there. But no, I agree with him <laughs> as far as like they are a better team. But you, you know, you think about how they imploded in in, in the in the playoffs against the Hawks. Yes, I, I, what I watched. But now you see that they have even R.J. Barrett we, that that Zach didn't mention and Mitchell Robinson. They have more experience, more conf, uh, confident players, and they've been through this situation before. So yes, they can make some noise in there. And I think either Knicks. Uh, Cleveland or Knicks 76ers, those are two good series that they could possibly come out, but we don't know. All right, we'll have to wait and see. They are player, playing way better than anybody expected. So we'll see if they can make some noise in the playoffs. All right, Zach, Vince, thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Now let's turn to a more serious story, a developing story from the NFL. The top prospect, or at least a top prospect in the NFL draft, Jalen Carter, surrendered to police in Athens, Georgia, late last night. He was released on bond minutes after he was booked on misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing in connection with a January crash that killed his teammate at Georgia and a staff member. Now, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has reported that Carter was at the scene and provided different accounts of his connection to the crash. Carter released this statement yesterday, which reads in part, numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15th, 2023. There is no question in my mind that when all the facts are fully known, that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. It's obviously a very serious situation with tragic circumstances. Uh, I want to turn to a little bit of the football side. You guys are all at the Combine. I know this is part of the talk at the Combine right now. So, Graz, I'll start with you. What have you been hearing at the combine around Carter. Yeah, obviously it, it dominated a lot of the conversation yesterday after the news broke. And, you know, teams you talk to, people you talk to, how do you think this is going to affect, you know, again, not, as you said, not to be callous, but we're, we're doing a sports show. How is this going to affect his draft status? How do teams perceive him now? And what kept coming back to me was we need more information. Like, I like guess is early in the process. We don't know how it's going to shake out. Will he be charged and, or, and you know, will he be in, face criminal charges? Will he face a conviction? You know, there's all kinds of possible ways the legal case could still go, and that would have uh, a, a determination of his potential availability. Uh, as facts come out in the case, you could learn things that make him look worse in your eyes, make him look better in your eyes. So I think teams are really at the point now where this is a red flag and they're being cautious, but they need to know more before deciding exactly what kind of impact it has on their evaluation of this prospect. Yeah, and Mike T, I look at this and I say, if I'm his lawyer, I'm telling him, don't say very much. We're trying to resolve all this. We're trying to get information. People don't often realize it's not, it's not like you just go and talk to the police and it goes away. or something. These, t- these things take time to play out. So I wonder how that impacts things at the draft for him or if you're a team trying to talk to him about what happened. Yeah, right. It's a great point from a legal standpoint. You want to say as little as possible, and obviously you want to have, hopefully it go away with a a misdemeanor or certainly anything not involving a felony. However, from a team standpoint, that just adds a massive amount of uncertainty because the draft is going to happen presumably before any sort of legal adjudication happens. And certainly, Ryan, if you're in the first round, you're talking about a very serious incident with a couple of people passing away. So Mm -hmm. one you want to know is, this a really good person who made a mistake? Is this aberrational, or does this person have a problem? And then from a legal standpoint, if you're a team in the NFL, you can't take a player in the first round, 
not knowing what the legal circumstances are and whether or not, you know, maybe it becomes a felony at some point. So the timeline of this event it also complicates how Jalen Carter is going to be perceived by teams. Right. Uh, RC, if you're the Bears, how are you approaching this top pick with the Carter news? Uh, to be honest, I don't really care about the Bears as it pertains to this. I care about yeah. this young man, and I care about the information being clear enough before the draft arrives so you know exactly what part this young man played in this incident, if there was any fault to be placed upon him, and how he's going to handle it as an individual and a human, not necessarily as a player. This brings me back to Lyle Collins, who – uh, went to LSU, who was going to be a first-round draft pick, and he was questioned in something that happened in Louisiana, and he wasn't even a person of interest. Lyle Collins fell from a first-round draft pick to an undrafted free agent, and the millions that that cost him the perception outside of who he who, of, of of who he was, just for being questioned by the police in a situation he had nothing to do with. And so, for me, this is just another young man who was involved with, in an incident that. That has now involved legal charges, that has now involved criminal charges, or also involved the authorities that puts a or that shines a light on him in a negative way. And so for me, it's more so about how this young man proceeds forward, how the people who represent him take care of him, hold him close, and make sure he makes the right decisions so all the information can be put forth before these teams, before the draft comes, that allow him, allows him to be evaluated in the way that he should. Yeah, it's an excellent point. There is so much we don't know about this story. Folks, it is at early stages, and we will learn a lot more as we go. We'll just have to see how that impacts this entire process. Thanks, guys. All right, well, coming up, we've got Mike McCarthy's mic drop. Wait until you hear what he had to say about Kellen Moore. The Cowboys coach makes it very, very clear why he's now calling the plays. We'll talk about whether what he said was the right thing or perhaps not. But first, got a little sneaky Josh. He's in for Hembo. He's got a trivia question for Graz. Graz, Aaron Rodgers is one of two players across the four major North American sports leagues, leagues to win multiple MVP awards after their 35th birthday. Who's the other player to accomplish this? NHL. Really? <laughs> Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. John Jones vacated the UFC light heavyweight title. Treat me like the enemy. And now he's set to return. Treat me like the enemy. 
but he's going to do it as a heavyweight. John Jones is the best of all time. John Jones is the baddest man on the planet for a reason. He's the most dominant champion the UFC has ever seen. He's cleaned out the entire division. He's yeah. beaten everybody there is to be. Treat me like the enemy. Pay me as a villain. You're the person you can never be. What a spectacular, flawless performance. That kid is something very special. Amazing hell to find my heaven. To label me a killer, super villain with a vengeance. Talk about Cyril Gunn, him being the evolution of the heavyweight division. This guy can do everything. This guy fights different than every other heavyweight. Man, if that doesn't get you fired up for UFC 285, I don't know what will. And we got to talk to R.C., co-host of the R.C. and D.C. show with Daniel Cormier. And look, R.C., John Jones is the favorite. He moves up to the heavyweight division yeah. to fight Cyril Gane. He's unbeaten in his last 18 fights. Is Jones going to win on Saturday night? I believe that John Jones is going to win. If you talk to people who have followed MMA, John Jones is the most skilled fighter we've ever seen. John Jones has actually never truly lost a fight within the octagon. He has someone, he's someone that has the skill on his feet. His elbows and his knees are some of the most vicious elbows and knees that we've ever seen in the sport. He's also a guy that can wrestle. You can think back to Chell Sonnen, who was a great wrestler, and he beat him at his own game. But John Jones has spent three years away from the sport. He is moving up to the heavyweight division to face a guy in Surreal Gone who is truly the evolution of the heavyweight division in the way that he can move his feet, the type of quickness he has getting in and out of his strikes, and also the physical power that we saw fighting Tai Tuivasa, who had dropped him early on in the fight where he showed the heart. This is going to be an excellent fight, but when John Jones steps into the octagon, it's an absolute show for the UFC, and I, as a fan, am so excited to have him back, but this could be his toughest challenge of his entire career. Absolutely, it could be. Can't wait to see it, RC. So good to have you talking about this. And by the way, don't miss RC and DC. It comes out on YouTube, also on podcast. And look at this, UFC 285 Saturday Night T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Another stack card, two title fights. Highlighted by that long-awaited return of John Jones. The main card begins 10 Eastern on pay-per-view. Prelims 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. To order the main card in English and Spanish, go to ESPNPlus.com slash PPV. Now, let's get into trivia, shall we? A little sneaky Josh for you. Aaron Rodgers, second player in the major sports leagues to win multiple MVPs after their 35th birthday. Dan, who was the first? First place my mind went was Kareem because he won so many MVPs and he played so long. But then it, it hit me, Ryan. I was a Major League Baseball you know, awards voter in the early 2000s at a time when Barry Bonds was so nasty that people were walking him intentionally with the bases loaded. Uh, he won easy MVP awards late in his career. The answer has to be Barry Bonds. What? And you are right. I mean, I My love him. Josh cast some of those votes, but Josh wouldn't know that. That's what he does. <laughs> he freaking dominates. I, the man RC, is a sports like, almanac. RC, I, if, I, I if thought there was, was on, no way he was going to get this. If he mean? was on Back to the Future, he no wouldn't have needed that little book. He would have came back with a young Dan Graziano. Who the hell needs a sports almanac? We got Dan. 
Sorry. Get fired up, man. I'm good. Get fired up. I'm back with the young Dan Graziano. <laughs> McFly. All right, now to the Cowboys. Where Mike McCarthy, he's taking over his play caller next season after Kellen Moore's departure. Now, McCarthy says he believes the new voice is going to serve Dak Prescott well after Prescott threw a career-high 15 INTs last season. Now, that's one part of it. The other part of it is what McCarthy told, more, told reporters yesterday about Kellen Moore. Here's the quote. Kellen Moore wants to light the scoreboard up, but I want to run the damn ball so I can rest my defense. I don't have the desire to be the number one offense in the league. I want to be the number one team in the league with a number of wins and a championship. Ouch. RC, what's your reaction? Why, why Mike throwing shade at Kellen Moore? That was one of those, hey, guys, we probably would have won the Super Bowl if I was at the helm of the offense. Kellen Moore, at least to me, was a guy that they loved in Dallas. And Kellen, Kellen Moore was someone they supported as saying that this offense is the highest scoring offense that we've had in the last two seasons in the entire NFL. This is almost just passing the buck off on a guy who is no longer there. This is taking shots as a, at a man who no longer has the microphone in Dallas and almost saying that he's the entire reason you don't win the game in San Francisco or you lose the home game in the uh, wild card round the year before. I don't like this. To me, this is shady. To me, this is a dude that can't be trusted and is also a head coach that refuses to be accountable. The last I checked, Kellen Moore wasn't in charge of clock management. Kellen Moore wasn't in charge of the entire football team being disciplined not getting penalties maybe y'all should ask Mike McCarthy about that because it doesn't matter if you run the ball well if you can't stay on sides it doesn't matter if you have illegal motions if you can't figure out that 14 seconds is too long Yo. to I mean too short to run the ball oh. and spike it and get a field goal so stop RC, putting it on other people it, 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 when you talking, pay RC. to run the organization. Oh, my bad. Enough talking. We don't need to listen. Let me tell, you, let me tell America what something right do? now. I can't hear you at all, RC, but I know you can hear me. I got to say something to the American public right now. That's a fly jacket right there. That's pretty smooth. That's pretty smooth right there. I mean, that, that, that looks smooth. I can't even try. I, I stopped. I'm not even mic'd up, ladies and gentlemen. I said, yo, that's a smooth. I thought I was looking pretty smooth today, to be quite you're honest. Right, you're right. I thought I was going to steal the show. But then I saw my man RC with the mock neck and the blazer. Damn, I got to go buy that. I got to go buy that. Way to go, my brother. Way to go. Mike, thank you. I was fired and he's out. <laughs> I, was, I was in my bag, and now Stephen A is gone. This is what happens when you basically run the entire network. (laughs) (laughs) Take over the mic. Take over the mic. It's true. It doesn't matter. What's wrong with this one, Brian? I mean, I feel like... Uh, I don't think Stephen A. saw your... I don't think he saw into the studio to yell about your jacket. That is what people wear (laughs) when they really don't like Justin Fields. Oh. Ouch. Ouch. But let's, you know what, let's get back to clothing choices aside, and RC, I also love the handkerchief. I needed more conversation about that. Uh, Mike, talk to us about these comments. Yeah, Why? Yeah, I, yeah, totally agree with RC. Completely unacceptable in the coaching fraternity. You're his boss. You fired him. You thank him for his services. You wish him luck and you move on. And there's something else really fundamental here, guys. You were the head coach. 
Your job is to manage your staff in-game during the week. If you want to be more balanced, if you want to run the ball, that's your discretion. So what you're saying is I didn't do a good job as a manager because somebody that works for me didn't do what I wanted him to do. So these comments are flawed on a number of levels. And to me, like nothing good came out of it. You want to change your offense, go ahead. But all you had to do, everything RC said made sense, but Madge, Kellen, more better, be more balanced in the playoff game, wherever it may be. I think he just drew a lot of bad attention to himself, candidly, unnecessarily. Plus, yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. He's telling the world he fired his offensive coordinator for scoring too many points. Like, <laughs> did he fire his broker for making him too much money? Like, I don't understand. You have to Probably score points would. to win the game. And he's out here saying, nah, I'd rather rest my defense. There you have Just it. All right, checkers. guys. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. But first take coming up next, how dangerous are the Suns with Kevin Durant? Which team needs home court more in the East, the Bucks or the Celtics? It's first take with Molly, a resplendent Stephen A., and the whole crew. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What a Thursday college hoop triple header we have for you. Michigan Illinois square off 7 Eastern, then number four UCLA hosting Arizona State, followed by number eight Arizona and USC. All three games on ESPN and the app. Well, that's it for us. First take starts now. <laughs> 